most of the coagulation factor deficiencies are inherited in the same manner. They are inherited as autosomal recessive disorders. Okay? Ang exemption ay ang factor 8 and factor 9 deficiency. Factor 8 and factor 9 deficiency are both inherited as X-linked recessive disorders. Alright? Okay. So remember these facts so that I'm telling you, very important for your upcoming boards. So let's start with our discussion. Let's begin with our factor 1. No? Factor 1 is fibrinogen. Okay, paki-remember yung mga names, ha? very important. Factor 1 is fibrinogen. Kindly underline in your handouts the mean plasma concentration of the fibrinogen. Mean plasma concentration is 200 to 400 milligrams per deciliter. I think that was a question in clinical chemistry. No? Nung lumabas yata siya parang sa uh, clinical chemistry yata siya lumabas. No? Tinanong, ano yung mean plasma concentration ng fibrinogen? Correct answer is 200 to 400 milligrams per deciliter. Now, at the right side of your handouts, we, we can see there um, the important notes concerning this clotting factor. Okay? Ang pinag-uusapan na natin ha, ay fibrinogen. Ano yung dapat mong tandaan concerning that? Fibrinogen is considered as the most concentrated of all the procoagulants. Meaning, of all the clotting factors in our plasma, it is the most abundant. Fibrinogen. Most concentrated of all the procoagulants. Another thing, no? Huwag rin kakalimutan, pakilagay sa handouts. Another thing to remember, what is the level of fibrinogen that would make the PT and APTT prolonged? Okay, there's a blank in your handouts. Here's what you're going to write, no? Okay, the, the level of fibrinogen, okay, um, na pwedeng magpaprolong ng PT and APTT is less than 100 milligrams per deciliter. Remember, if the fibrinogen level is less than 100 milligrams per deciliter, that's the only time when PT and APTT will become prolonged. Pakisulat. Okay? Remember, the normal value for fibrinogen is 200 to 400 milligrams per deciliter. So, kapag mababa yung fibrinogen level ng patient mo, abnormal na siya. Kaya lang, no, hindi porke mababa yung fibrinogen level, agad-agad magpo-prolong na yung PT, APTT. Hindi ganun yun, no? So, let's say, 150 milligrams per deciliter ang kanyang fibrinogen. Abnormal value na yun. Pero, wala pang prolongation ng PT in APTT. Ang value na pwedeng mag-produce ng prolonged PT or APTT is less than 100 milligrams per deciliter. Nakuha? Okay. Another thing to remember, pakisulat din guys, fibrinogen increases approximately 10 milligrams per deciliter per decade in the lives of the elderly. Okay? This was a past board exam question also. Um, um, ilang milligrams per deciliter bumababa, no? or rather, nag-i-increase, I'm sorry, nag-i-increase ang fibrinogen ng mga elderly persons for every 10 years of their lives, for every decade of their lives. The correct answer is 10 milligrams per deciliter. And you can read the answer in Rodak. No? Doon natin siya kinuha. Let me say again, it increases approximately 10 milligrams per deciliter per decade in the life of the elderly. Now guys, remember ha, pag sinabi natin decade, decade means 10 years. Now another thing, sa pa ha, fibrinogen is also essential for platelet, 
aggregation. Okay. Guys, ano nga pala ang receptor ng fibrinogen sa mga platelets natin? Yes, very good. No? The platelet receptor for the fibrinogen is the platelet receptor for the fibrinogen is GP2B3A. Okay? The absence of either fibrinogen or the GP2B3A can lead to defective platelet aggregation. So next, we have also clotting factor number 2. Okay, bilisan ko lang ng konti ha. Clotting factor number 2 is prothrombin. And uh, luckily, wala na tayong additional notes na idadagdag dyan sa handouts. Okay, binigay ko na no? yung mga necessary notes for that clotting factor. Alright? Next is clotting factor number 3. Okay, clotting factor number 3 is your tissue thromboplastin, also known as the tissue factor. And at that particular part, wala rin tayong idadagdag na additional na notes. So just remember, okay, tandaan na lang sa clotting factor number 3, just remember for tissue factor that um, it is not normally present in the plasma. Factor 3, tissue thromboplastin or tissue factor, factor 3 is not normally present in the plasma. Kaya nga ang nakalagay sa handouts mo, NA, no? Wala talaga siya no sa hand wala talaga siya no sa ating plasma. Mean plasma concentration of factor 3 none, no? So not applicable or NA. Remember guys that your tissue factor enters into our plasma upon vascular injury, no? So pag nagkaroon lang ng vascular injury, saka pa lang papasok ang tissue factor doon sa ating plasma. So normally, walang tissue factor sa plasma. Maliwanag? Next, we now go to factor 4. Factor 4 is your ionized calcium. Wala na rin tayong additional notes about it. So just remember that your ionized calcium is the particular clotting factor being chelated by certain blood collection tube anticoagulants. Okay? Diba yun yung basic principle no? in EDTA and also in sodium citrate anticoagulation? No? The chelation or the binding of GP... Uh, I'm sorry. The, the chelation or the binding of the ionized calcium no, from the blood specimen is what makes EDTA and sodium citrate effective anticoagulants. Okay? So next, let me now proceed to factor 5. Factor 5 is what we call as the labile factor. And you may also call them as the, uh, you may also call it as the proaxelerine. Okay? Tandaan ng mga pangalan na labile factor or the proaxelerine. Now, kindly remember that there is a particular name for its deficiency. Yun ang purpose ng blank na nilagay ko sa handouts ninyo, ha? Pakisulat ito, no? Again, please write this down. How do we particularly call the deficiency of, uh, the deficiency of uh, factor 5 in the plasma of an individual? We call that disorder as Oren's disease or the parahemophilia. Pakisulat naman, no? Deficiency of factor 5 is Oren's disease or parahemophilia. Okay? So, remember ha, that's again for proaxillary. Okay? So, meron tayong iba pang mga additional notes dyan, pero lampasan ko na lang ha, para matapos natin yung ating discussion. So, after factor 5, we have also factor 7. Okay? Tandaan nyo ha, wala nang factor 6. Okay? Factor 6 is already obsolete. Wala nang factor 6. Factor 6 is already obsolete. So we'll now jump to factor 7. Factor 7 
kindly remember, is named as proconvertin. No? Um, proconvertin or what we also call as the stable factor. Proconvertin or the stable factor. Kindly write down in your handouts that proconvertin or the factor 7 is the first coagulation factor to be affected by warfarin therapy. Do you still remember what warfarin is? Yes, no? Warfarin is one of the two therapeutic anticoagulants that we have mentioned at the very start. Diba? Ang warfarin ay isang oral medication. It is an oral anticoagulant, meaning it's given by mouth. No? So, tinitake ng patient by mouth. And uh, one of the effects of warfarin no, is, to, uh, um, is to inhibit the synthesis of, <clears throat> of the clotting factors uh, 2, 7, 9, and 10. No? Nabanggit ko naman yan, no? So, sa mga clotting factors na ini-inhibit ng warfarin, no? Ano yung kauna-unahang clotting factor na naaapektuhan niya? That's the factor 7. Okay? The first factor to be affected by warfarin therapy is the factor 7. Aside from that, don't forget also that factor 7 has the shortest half-life. If I'm not mistaken, can you look at your handouts? The half-life of factor 7 is merely 6 hours. So, anim na oras lang. Ang bilis-bilis ng buhay niya sa ating plasma. It has the shortest half-life. Okay? That's also the reason why it's the first factor to be affected by warfarin therapy. Dahil maikli lang yung half-life niya, no? um, dahil short lang yung half-life niya, it's the first factor to be affected by warfarin. Alright? Okay. So next, after factor 7, we have also factor 8. Factor 8 is known as the anti-hemophilic factor A. Please remember, that's anti-hemophilic factor A. And uh, kindly place in your handouts the specific name of factor 8 deficiency. Anong tawag natin, guys? Factor 8 deficiency is known as hemophilia A or, um, or the classic hemophilia. Okay, hemophilia A or the classic hemophilia. Now, do remember as well, that factor 8 is unstable in the plasma alone. No? Pag mag-isa lang siya sa plasma natin, um, hindi siya stable. No? So, pwede siyang um, masira, pwede siyang mag-deteriorate. It needs a carrier protein to become stable in the plasma. At ano ang carrier protein ng ating factor 8? That's the von Willebrand factor. That is why, the von Willebrand factor is considered also as a clotting factor. Kasi siya yung carrier protein ng factor 8 eh. So, kinoconsider din natin siya bilang isang clotting factor. Do you get my point? Okay. What else? So, let's now proceed no, to the next one. We have here the VWF or the von Willebrand factor. The von Willebrand factor, can you write down? Um, the von Willebrand factor is considered as the largest molecule in the human plasma. Tatandaan, Ang molecular weight ng clotting factor na yan ay, um, ang molecular weight niya ay 600,000 to 20 million daltons. Paki-underline na na, that's the molecular weight of the von Willebrand factor. 600,000 to 20 million daltons, making it the largest molecule in the human plasma. Okay. Ano naman po yung tawag natin sa deficiency ng VWF? Na-mention ko naman kanina, di ba? The deficiency of VWF is what we call von Willebrand disease. Di ba? Sabi natin kanina yan, no? 
So, in the absence of the von Liebermann factor, in cases of von Liebermann disease, will the factor 8 be affected? Yes. Bakit? Kasi yung von Liebermann factor nga, siya ang carrier protein ng ating factor 8. Alright? Okay. So, don't forget also the primary platelet receptor no, for the von Liebermann factor. Ano ba yung primary platelet receptor for the von Willebrand factor? What's that? That's the GP1B95. It's the primary platelet receptor for the von Willebrand factor. Wag rin kakalimutan, DWF have receptors for both the platelets and the collagen. That's why von Willebrand factor is also necessary for platelet adhesion. Diba? Von Willebrand factor have receptors for both the collagen and also the platelets. Alright? Okay, so that's it, no? VWF. Next, we have also factor 9. Factor 9, can you remember, is named as the anti-hemophilic factor B. No? Anti-hemophilic factor B. Ano pa yung mga other names niya? Tingin sa handouts. Factor 9 is otherwise known as anti-hemophilic factor B, also known as um, Christmas factor also known as the plasma thromboplastin component. Alright? So, these are the uh, other names. No? Again, that's plasma thromboplastin component, Christmas factor, and anti-hemophilic factor B. Now, do not forget the name, the particular name of its deficiency. We call it as hemophilia B or the Christmas disease. Now, you have to understand why this is called Christmas disease. May kinalaman ba sa Pasko ang Christmas disease? Wala, no? Wala siyang kinalaman, no? Sa Pasko, no? Kaya siya tinawag na Christmas disease, listen muna, kaya siya tinawag na Christmas disease kasi yung first patient na na-discover nila na merong factor 9 deficiency, ang apelyedo kasi ng patient na yon ay Christmas. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the name of the patient is Stephen. And then yung apelyedo niya, Christmas. Stephen Christmas, yun yung pangalan ng uh, batang lalaki, no? Si Stephen Christmas, uh, sa kanya, no, na-detect, na no, yung uh, factor 9 deficiency, no? Um, siya yung uh, patient na na-identify nila to have factor 9 deficiency. So, probably in honor of that boy, no, pinangalan sa kanya yung disease, no, na-discover or napag-aralan sa kanya, okay? So, Stephen Christmas ang pangalan ng patient, Okay? So, this is um, named as Christmas disease because um, the first patient discovered to have no, factor 9 deficiency is Stephen Christmas. Apelyedo yung Christmas. It has nothing to do with the season. Now, I'm, I'm not saying na ang Christmas disease ay unang nag-occur kay Stephen Christmas. Um, probably naman, okay, probably naman, even before Stephen Christmas, meron na ring hemophilia B, no? meron na ring factor 9 deficiency. Kaya lang siguro, hindi pa napag-aaralan during those times. Okay? Do you get my point? Hindi ko sinabi na kay Stephen Christmas, no, nagsimula, no? Yung hemophilia B, ha? hindi ganun yun, no? Probably meron ng mga hemophilia B cases even before him, no? Kaya lang, no, um, yung mga earlier cases siguro, hindi pa pinangalanan, no, na Christmas disease kasi hindi pa napag-aaralan. Okay? Siguro kay Stephen Christmas, mas napag-aralan, no? mas na-evaluate, no? mas napag-bigyang pansin, no? kaya sa kanya, no? na-ipangalan tuloy itong disorder o itong disease na ito. Okay? But it doesn't mean na sa kanya nag-start ang Christmas disease. Hindi naman siguro. Okay? 
So, Christmas disease, it has nothing to do with the season. Next, we have also factor 10. Okay, factor 10 is what we call steward power factor. Okay, uh, factor 10 is steward power factor. Wala na tayong idadagdag na notes about it. So, we'll now continue with factor 11. Diretso na tayo. Factor 11 is named as anti-hemophilic factor C. Now, do remember that anti-hemophilic factor C is otherwise known as the plasma as the plasma thromboplastin antecedent. Factor 9 is plasma thromboplastin component. Factor 11 is plasma thromboplastin antecedent. Component factor 9, antecedent factor 11. Wag mako confuse. Aside from that fact, do not forget also the particular name of the deficiency. Factor 11 deficiency. Factor 11 deficiency is hemophilia C, otherwise known as Rosenthal syndrome. Sige nga, recap tayo. Ano ang hemophilia A, hemophilia B, and hemophilia C? Hemophilia A, factor 8 deficiency. Very good. Hemophilia B, factor 9 deficiency. Hemophilia C, factor 11 deficiency. Naintindihan? Okay. Don't forget ha, the uh, different types of hemophilia. Now, wag din kakalimutan that hemophilia C or Rosenthal syndrome, um, most of its cases are seen in the Ashkenazi juice. Okay? Tandaan ha, yun ang ibig sabihin ng nakalagay sa PowerPoint presentation natin. Alright? Hemophilia C or Rosenthal syndrome. Okay? Itong disorder na ito, greater than 50% of the cases of this disorder are seen in Ashkenazi juice, no? Are seen in the Ashkenazi juice. So ganito mo siya ilalagay sa handouts, no? Para hindi nakakalito. Hemophilia C or yung tinatawag natin na Rosenthal syndrome. Hemophilia C or Rosenthal syndrome greater than 50% of this particular disorder, greater than 50% of the cases of this disorder are seen in Ashkenazi juice. No? Ashkenazi juice. Alright? So, pakilagay na lang ha, sa handouts po natin. Okay? So, next, we have also factor 12. So, factor 12 have uh, many other names as well. No? Factor 12 may be called as Hageman factor. Remember that? Hageman factor. Or you may call this as glass factor. Or you may call this as contact factor. No? So, remember the other names of factor 12. Now, dyan sa blank na nakalagay sa handouts mo, ano yung mga kailangan mo ilagay concerning the factor 12? Remember, factor 12 deficiency, let's write this down, factor 12 deficiency has no bleeding tendency. This is, um, this is quite weird, no? Para sa si isang clotting factor deficiency, di ba? So, supposedly, Pag walang clotting factor, dapat magbe-bleed yung patient. Pero kakaiba siya, no? In factor 12 deficiency, walang bleeding tendency ang patient natin. And what's even weirder, if there is such a term, no? What's even more uh what what's even what's even more uh uh strange, no, about this disorder is that patients with factor 12 deficiency has thrombotic tendency. Hindi nagbe-bleed in the absence of factor 12. 
Okay? In fact, yung kabalik 